Alright guys, it's that time of year. One of my favorite things of the NFL season. The NFL Draft. And we're right around the corner. We're recording on Tuesday the 26th. The draft is going to be held Thursday night through Saturday at, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Actually in Paradise, Nevada, which is part of the Las Vegas metro area. April 28th through the 30th. And you take your pick or what you watch it on, ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, NFL Network, whatever. It's, it's, it's going to be on everywhere, uh, on, especially on Thursday night. With me tonight, as always, and I keep forgetting how many years it's been, but we've done it on when he had his radio show <coughs> on WDLZ in Muffinsboro. And now we started doing it on the Final Score podcast. With me to do our annual podcast is a legend, Mr. Gaddis Hodges. What's up, Gatmo? Hey, Stevie, what's happening, my man? Go ahead and tell everybody the reason we're doing it on a Tuesday because we're getting on the Frank Timberlake uh, Rich Gary Market jet tomorrow morning heading night to Vegas. Well, that's right. Draft, right. That's right. Frank is flying us out for the draft. So if you see us there, you, you, we were, I didn't want to let the cat out of the bag this early. I was just going to put pictures up there. And show you, show you guys. Uh, but yeah, we're flying out. Frank's putting us up in in the best hotel out there in Vegas, <clears throat> and he's handling all the he's handling all the food and everything. So uh, yeah, Rich Square Market private jet going to Las Vegas with Gatbo and and myself for the NFL draft uh, tonight. And and you may you, I have to ask you every year. How many years has it been now? You think? I have no idea. We start. I started my show back in. Uh, 2005, I believe it was, on WDLZ, and it went till about 2016. I took a couple years off and came back and been doing the Chowan show, but so right. I guess you could say, of course, we were doing it once we dropped it on your podcast, so yeah. I will say since 2005, so what, that'd be 17, 17 years. years, Yeah, you know, according to my math skills, I learned here in Northampton <laughs> County, so, you know, <laughs> but getting back to... Uh, Taking the, the private jet, you know, Steve. I, I'm not a bucket list kind of person, right? Uh, because my buckets always seem to have a hole in them. But it, there's a couple of things that I would really love to do. One of them is I would love to go to the NFL draft. Yeah. One of these days, maybe Charlotte to get it. I doubt it. It'll probably be too old for me to, you know, probably too long down the road because I don't think, you know, uh, the owner there, David Tepper, is. is Really in high regard as far as the Charlotte area is concerned, considering this little deal they got going on with down in Spartanburg and Rock Hill, where they've dropped the building of the uh, headquarters there. So I, I don't think he'll ever draw it in Charlotte, but you know maybe DC. Maybe. Uh, but I would love to go one time and just think about it to be in Vegas. Oh from man, now through Saturday. Oh man, that would be wonderful. And and the other thing I would love to go to, and this is probably the number one thing on my bucket list. And a lot of people think I'm crazy. I would love to go to the Super Bowl. I've always oh, no. wanted to go. I would, yeah. You know, I've been to you know I've been to the Masters, and I saw my man Albert Pujols play in St. Louis. <laughs> I've been to Stanley Cup Finals up in Carolina, but like I said, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big bucket list guy. But I would love to go to the Super Bowl. I, I just think the pageantry around mm. it. I'm one of the few people that probably watches it when it comes on at one or two o'clock. And I'll stay up and watch afterwards. Now that I'm retired, I can stay up late and watch all the <laughs> interviews afterwards. Uh, I, just, I just love that day. 
Yeah, and I know a lot of people have, have lost interest in the NFL because some of the things that have happened. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've learned a, a, a while back, uh, you know, I'm getting to the age where I'm not going to let what other people do in, in certain things steal my enjoyment. Exactly. And I enjoy the NFL, and I think I told you uh, back a little while ago, when I stopped doing high school football uh, here this past year, mm-hmm. well, really started with the COVID uh, year because we didn't have many games. But when I was doing high school and I do college on Saturday, I was not much in the NFL on Sunday because I'd seen so much football. I probably enjoyed the NFL season this past season as much as I have in a long time, and i kind of gotten myself back into it. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, like I said, I'd love to go to draft. I'd love to go to Super Bowl. Probably won't ever happen, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I, can enjoy got... the, I can enjoy both here in, in uh, beautiful Woodland, North Carolina. <laughs> exactly. And, you look, I'm off on Mondays. That's usually my day off, so Super Bowl Sunday night, yeah. I sit up and watch all the interviews and all the, all the post-game stuff. And there's been years where I've sat through from 1 o'clock to a game time and watch the whole the whole pregame stuff and you know you know a little bit about everybody that, that's playing in that game after that for sure yeah, you do you do and you know being from the radio side of things I, I like the production part of it I like the pregame part of it I love to like the postgame part of it and and different aspects of it you know I thoroughly enjoyed the uh, halftime deal this year. Uh, yeah. My kids absolutely <laughs> loved it. Oh yeah! And you're kind of in that age group that did as well. And uh, but every year you're going to have people. I don't like this. I don't like that. But, you know, it's going yes. that. But uh, NFL, I'll, I'll, I'll give NFL credit for this. Nobody markets their product any better than the national. Oh market. no, you're right about that. You're exactly right about that. So this year. It's very interesting. I, I mean, because this draft, usually when we do our mock drafts, there's a definite number one. It had, you know, most of the time. There's been a few years where, but this year there is no definite number one. It's flip flopped a couple of times, uh, and going into this Thursday night, I think it could go either way. But also, what we got to talk about here is there's eight teams that have two picks in this first round. You've got the Texans, the Jets, the Giants, uh, the the Eagles, the Saints, the Packers, the Chiefs, and I think that's it. And, the, well, the Lions do, too. And Green Bay as well. Yeah, the Packers. But what's the chi- – <laughs> and we, we love doing, a, like, a odds on what's going to happen here. What what's the chance that that all of these teams use both picks and not nobody trades? Slim to none. <laughs> Slim to none. Because I'm already hearing in, in just the past past hour or so the Eagles are talking about trying to move up. There's somebody there uh, they're looking at evidently ahead, and they want to move up. And uh, also. Just talk the 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 Giants might move back. They're another one that's got a, two picks, five and seven. Yeah, I mean you got yeah. two picks in the top ten. Jets have two picks in the top ten, and they got thirty eight and thirty five in the second round. Yeah, so as well. the most picks this year in the draft. There's two teams that have twelve selections: the Jaguars, who have number one, 
and Kansas City both have 12 picks. The fewest selections is the Miami Dolphins, who have four. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, what's, how, many, how, many, how many of these teams do you think use one of those picks as, as a uh, trade? I'm going to say out of the eight teams, I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm really going out on Liam here, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he's not with losing anything. I'm going to say only three of these eight teams use both so you, picks in the first round. I'm going to go, and, and look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, on my mock draft, I did not do it. Put I did not mark any trades up here. I just picked it straight did not. out. I just picked it straight out. So uh, I'm going to say about four. I'd say about half of them. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the Eagles organization, they love to, to, to get – get in the middle of something and they've got these picks 50 i think it's 15 and 18 i think they're going to move up i think that's going to be one of them i'm hoping and, and let's talk a little bit about this we'll focus on our teams well we'll focus on that when we get there but there's oh man there's just a lot of uncertainty and and i'll give you something surprisingly how i feel about about pittsburgh's pick uh but let's get right into it Number one on the clock right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, there's they're going defense, I think, for sure. But there's a lot of people flip-flopping. Like Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan was, was the number one pick everybody was saying for a while. Now Trayvon Walker from Georgia has moved up. Everybody's saying he's going to be the number one pick. Me, I'm, I'm just because... A lot of people feel like he's got a lot more upside than than Hutchinson. I'm going, and he's more athletic. I'm going Trayvon Walker. He's a, a you know had a great year with Georgia, of course, the the national champions in that big win over uh, Alabama. But I'm going Trayvon Walker from Georgia with the number one pick for the Jaguars. Well, when you look at the Jaguars, you look at do they want an offensive tackle to to protect Trevor Lawrence? They need an edge rusher. Russia. Matter of fact, if you look through all these teams, Stevie, it seems like everybody needs an edge rusher. And that's what you're talking about with Walker. They need wide receiver, safety, linebacker down at Jacksonville. And I'm with you. I like Travion Walker. Seems like he has really jumped up the, the ladder here. He's a well-built, versatile defender. You know, he can play across the front and at any spot. He brings, you know, high-edge uh, run and Stopping chops and untapped pass rushing potential. Just got great athleticism. Comes out of that SEC. I'm I'm not really sold on Hutchinson. Even I'm not either. I'm, but I'm on. You're going to see him pretty quickly on my draft. <laughs> yeah, thing. me too. But I just like the SEC guys um, coming out from the edge on the defensive side. The athleticism. Had to have, and I like I'm like you. I like Trevion Walker, number one for Jacksonville. Yeah, that's what I'm going. Uh, and that, and you know, people can say what they want to, but and as much as I don't want to say it, that playing in that SEC, and you're playing that kind of talent week after week, that that I think that has a lot to do with how you're going to play in the NFL as well. You know, you're going up and get our iron sharpens iron. And, uh, yeah, I just think he's got a better upside. So I agree. I, I think he's just a lot more athleticism. Yeah. Number two, I'll let you handle number two. I think I know where you're going with this one. 
Yeah. Well, Detroit, they, they're like a lot of teams. They need an edge rusher. They need an offensive tackle. I think if they go offensive tackle, they're going to go with Evan Neal out of Alabama. Mm. But I think they're going to go to edge rusher. Guy's going to make a short trip over in Ann Arbor, from Ann Arbor to Detroit. I think they take Adrian, Adrian Hutchison yeah. from Michigan as an edge rusher. Yeah, I've got him as well. Uh, but, you know, with him, I've, everybody wants him to be the next Bosa brother. They're, they're, that's who they're comparing him to. But I, I just look at him, and maybe it's just me, but he looks undersized to me. And, you know, you're going up against, you know, of course, look, you look at T.J. Watt, he looks under, undersized as well. But I just don't know about this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm taking – I I didn't never I was never convinced that he would be the number one pick, even when everybody else was. I was just like he just does not look like he's going to be big enough, and he may totally fool me. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got him as well going to the Lions. They desperately need some kind of something on that defensive side. Stephen, when I look at Hutchinson, you know you're talking about he doesn't look that big, but you look at the numbers, he's six seven two sixty. Yeah, but here's the, I think the comparison to both the guys. Not only do they all play in the Big Twelve, uh, Big Ten, that is, but he has great length like those guys do. Yeah, and I, I just, I'm like you. I'm just not completely sold on him, even though he had a terrific year, had a great career. I'm not completely sold on him like I was to both of guys. But you know, nothing wrong with going number two in the back. No, no, nothing wrong <laughs> at know? all. Yeah, nothing wrong at all. So number three, the first of their two picks. It's the Houston Texans, and it's, and I'm sticking with I'm sticking with edge rushers here. And this guy is probably not somebody that you're gonna have, may not even have in your top five. But I got a a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna pick this guy up, and that's Jermaine Johnson, the second Florida State edge rusher. Um, he's 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 just quick off the ball. He he went he played at Georgia, left Georgia for Florida State. And he has great speed off the edge, and you know I, I I'm sticking with defense here. And Houston needs, well, Houston needs about just about anything right now. And uh, but getting a flashy edge rusher to somebody that can make a play, I think Jermaine Johnson, uh, Florida State's going to be your guy. Well, Houston, and I got, and we're going to get to Johnson in my draft pretty soon, but I don't have him going here. And Johnson is a terrific pick. Yeah, he's a great player. I've had a chance to hear him on the ACC network with Pack and Durham. He's terrific uh, IQ for football, and, and I would really like him. But, you know, Houston needs, like you said, everything. They need an offensive tackle. They need an edge rusher. The guy, I think, who will really make a big splash in this in this NFL draft plays football up in Raleigh, North Carolina at NC mm-hmm. State. And that's offensive tackle, Akimi Aquano. You know, that kid is massive. I mean, it is aggressive, aggressive, agile, offensive tackle. It has got kind of that bulldog power and that nasty in the run game. Um, he's six four, three ten. I really like him. I like him over Evan Neal from Alabama. So a lot of people think it's the best offensive tackle. Yeah. But I like uh, Equando to go number three to the Houston Texans. I don't know who he's going to defend with his quarterback, but <laughs> you know, still the way he's going to be a. He's a guy I think is going to make a big living in the in the NFL. Yeah, they, they, I'll tell you this about Houston with that quarter. I think it was Mills was his, was a quarterback at the end of the last year, the rookie. 
out of Stanford, I think. He didn't do bad last year. He did better than I thought. So they they might give him a shot. I think that's why you're not seeing Houston go, even considering talking about a quarterback right now, which, you know, maybe it may end up hurting them in the long run. But I think they're going to give this guy a shot and see how they can do. But, uh, yeah, Iquano is definitely – Definitely massive, and I, you'll 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 hear from him on my list in just a few minutes. Uh, number four is the Jets. Who you got going to the Jets? Well, when you look at all the top five teams in Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Jets, and the Giants, these teams have one thing in common: they all need an edge rusher. And the Jets, who I think you and I talked about this early this week, they have a chance to really better their football team. Yeah. You know, they've got picks here, two two in the first round. they got number 35 and 38 in the second round. Could they move some of those possibly? I don't think they'll move number four. And I think they're going to take an edge rusher. And I think they're going to Oregon and take Kevion Tribudeau, uh, six foot four, 254 pounds. Uh, you know, big-time edge defender. Uh, explosive, has a great first step, great agility. I think he brings a lot to the table. I think he'll end up in New York with the Jets. Yeah, Thibodeau is definitely one of those guys that you, you that he he started at, and actually at one time I think they had him early on as the number one pick, and uh, definitely explosive guy. I've got him a little bit further down, but I'm staying with defense. So first four picks are going to be defense. I'm going, you know, like we said with the Jets, they've got they've got picks they can use and. And they've got needs. They definitely got needs. But I'm going in the secondary. I'm going get a little sauce on here. Going to mod Sauce Gardner, Cincinnati cornerback, six-two, uh, great length, and had a great combine. Which you know, and, and I'm gonna say this about the combine. People, people talk about the combine. Yeah, it's important and all that. But these guys can have a great day. That comes once in a lifetime that shoots them up to where they probably don't need to be and then you got some of these great players that can just have a bad day and drops them down and pe- and people get a steal uh, but yeah sauce so i think it, i think they go secondary i think they go with uh, sauce gardner from cincinnati you know you talk about gardner and i'll have him to be honest he went down my draft board a little a little further than probably I anticipated. He's a guy that a lot of people say reminds him of Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Yeah. He plays in the NFL. Oh, but, yeah. You know, 6'3", 190, really quick. A pretty good pick here for the Jets. Yeah. So, another team, another New York team with two picks, the Giants, who've got five and seven. And I I would not be surprised if the Giants moved, moved one of those picks. But right now... We're going to stay a guy you just talked about, Iquano from tackle from NC State. You got to protect Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had got a little banged up last year, and it got to open some holes for Saquon Barkley. Try to get the Giants' offense back back on track again. But like you said, you know, watching the tape of this guy, I mean, he is just massive, and he just, I, I there was there was. I watched one play, and there was a guy that he just blew, slam off the line, running back that never got touched. Uh, but massive guy, like you said, 310 pounds, great athleticism for a guy that big. But Iquano, I've got him going to the Giants at number five. Well, I'm, I'm with you on uh, offensive tackle. I've already given Iquano to the Houston Texans. Right. So I'm going to bring in Evan Neal from Alabama. 
Right. You just mentioned 337 pounds, six foot eight. <laughs> you know, just imposing big body offensive lineman. Got really good 40 yard dash plus times on you know, and on his resume. Just you know, just experienced and versatile offensive lineman. Coming from the SEC again, Daniel Jones will thank him more than one, or more than one afternoon or one night. Oh if yeah, he's if he's the guy that Neil is protecting that quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I think I think that's that's going to be who he's protecting. I think they're gonna they're gonna give him one more shot. You know, the new the new this uh, gosh I can't remember his name. He was the offense coordinator from Buffalo. I, he he seems to be seems to like Jones and it you know of course they can say anything but I think they're going to give him one more shot and see how he does what they need to do that the Giants have not done and I know you're probably going to take away some of his game but you you don't need to run this guy as much as you do he's already I mean you remember the Dallas game of course <clears throat> he gets lit up and goes out with a terrible concussion that kept him out for a while. I don't even know if he came back after that game. And then you're, you're stuck with Mike Glennon for, for the rest of the year. And, the, and I think there was a third stringer. I can't remember his name that came in there. But I don't think you need to to put him running the ball as much as, as they have in that offense before with it, the way he's been banged up. You know, you need to protect your quarterback a little bit. You know, Stevie, an interesting note here. I heard early this week this kind of, off the draft, you talk about Mike Clinton. The school that has the most starts by quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL in the last 10 years? NC State. NC State. And a Clinton, lot of that? Cassette, Russell Wilson. A lot of pretty Phillip, interesting. Phillip Rivers. That's correct. Yep. So you've had, you've had, I mean, you look at, you had Rivers and Wilson. That's, I'm sure they're getting a majority of it right there. Because Rivers, gosh, for how many years did he start between all those years with the Chargers and, and then that last year with the Colts? And then, of course, Russell Wilson pretty much been the starter since day one in Seattle. Now a Denver Bronco. But, uh, yeah, you know, no doubt about that. NC State's had some quarterbacks in there. And granted, Glennon's kind of putting, <laughs> putting Glennon up there with uh, Rivers and, and Wilson is, you know, Bench covers with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a quick trivia question for you. See if you know this. The most Hall of Famers drafted in the first round, what year do you think it was? Oh, my goodness. Hall of Famers drafted <laughs> in the first round. Wow. Well, you got, <laughs> you know, you got the Roethlisberger class, and some of those guys are still playing. Yes, yeah. Um uh, Man, I have no clue. 1983, that monumental draft with John Elway. I think you had Jim Kelly. You had Jim Covert. You had Daryl Green, uh, Marino. You had seven. Seven Hall of Famers picked in the first round. Wow. And what kills me about it is Pittsburgh passed on Marino. Right there in the backyard, and they passed on Marino. And a lot of... You know, you hear a lot of stories. Uh, one story that came out a couple weeks ago I was reading about it. Cower had went to, uh, it was somebody he wanted to pick. And 
the Roonies, whoever, the, whichever Rooney, I think it was, I can't remember which Rooney was in charge then that he said, but he said, no, we're picking this guy. And, uh, you know, they had a little discussion, and, and Mr. Rooney told him that, look, you just coach him. I'll put him out there. You coach him. And, you know, but the story I heard was Chuck Knoll back in 84 was the one that did not want Marino. And can you imagine going from Bradshaw straight to Marino? And then you look at it, by the time Marino retired, that was a few years before, maybe four years. I think he retired in 99. That was a few years before Roethlisberger come along. So you'd have a little little gap in there. But if you could have had all that, those three quarterbacks, man, no telling what you, how many Super Bowls they could have won with Marino. Yeah. I'll throw one back at you here. Okay. Talking about the last 10 years. Top five schools with quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's another team from the ACC in the top five. Who is it? Most quarterbacks? Yep. Most quarterback starts in the NFL per mm. college. In the last, we talked about number Clemson? one in NC State. Is it Clemson? No. Mm, I was thinking that because of Watson. Boston College. Matt Ryan. That's right. one of them. Right. That would be the majority of it probably right there would be Matt Ryan who's moved on now. A yeah. lot of, a lot of it, it's going to be a, really interesting to see how some of these moves, you know, Russell Wilson with Denver, uh, Matty Ice and, and, uh, with Colts. And, you know, it's going to be a different NFL this year. So, Back to it, number six, the Panthers on the clock. Who you got the Panthers thinking? Carolina. Uh-oh. Quarterback they need, offensive line <laughs> they need, wide receiver they need, safety they need. Matt Rule, who I think is a better coach than what's happening. Yeah, I think with so him too. In Carolina. Maybe he needs to be back in the college game, but he was yeah. so good at Temple. Really turned it around at Baylor. He's the guy that was at Temple who really – uh, was exceptional on that lower level in the power, lower than the Power Five conferences. Mm-hmm. So I think this is why he will take from Liberty as a quarterback. For- oh. <laughs> okay. I was going down a different road. <laughs> Willis, that early. You know, and, and let me tell you this. I've got him taking a quarterback. But here's the thing, if you look, you know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, I've been watching a lot of NFL Network, and they need, Matt Rule, just like you said, he's probably probably a lot better coach than what has happened to him, because he's, you know, the Sam Darnold deal obviously is not working, uh, you know, you've, you've had injuries to McCaffrey. And, you know, Cam Newton coming in there did not work this time. But you need – you. I look at Willis, and, and Willis is like somebody that, that probably is not going to step right in right away and be ready for the NFL. And, and there's a guy that's out there that they think is going to be ready to start. You know, he's going to have his bumps, I'm sure, but he's ready to start. And – I got them taking Kenny Pickett from Pitt, quarterback from Pitt. Um, Willis, I'll, you'll see him later on. Uh, 
But Willis has got probably the better upside than Pickett. But, uh, you know, Matt Rule, who wanted wanted uh, Pickett at Temple when he was coaching at Temple, and it almost had him there, but Pickett decided at the last minute to go to Pitt. So now, finally, I think they're going to be reunited at Carolina. You there? Not a bad pick. Yeah, not a bad pick. Yeah. I, you know, I think you you can't go wrong with either guy. You and I had talked earlier this week. I, this is not the best quarterback draft. No. I, you know, I think a couple, you know, the guy from Western Kentucky, I think had a chance mm-hmm. to be really good. Matt Corral, I think, for Ole Miss can be good as well. And and Sam Howell. I think he's a second or third ranked guy. I think he has an opportunity. I, I'm just wondering, you know, with Trubinsky's problems in Carolina, I mean, when he was at Carolina, going to Chicago, have kind of affected Howell a little bit. Yeah. But I, I think Howell can be a good NFL quarterback, give him two or three years. Of course, you don't want to hear that Mike Trubisky. I think he will be better. <laughs> I think he will be better with Pittsburgh than he was. And, and, and I'm going to be honest, I, I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we get to Pittsburgh's pick. But. Here's the thing with the difference between where they shouldn't hold Trubisky's problems against Howell. How many Trubisky didn't start as many games at Carolina. He came on late, and I think he I can't remember if he left early, but he was split in time, and I cannot remember the other quarterback's name that was there at the time. But he was split in time with him. I think he's Williams. That's it. They were split in time. You know, he'd get a start. Williams would get a start. And, you know, I think inexperience hurt. And, of course, Matt Nagy, you know, we've all seen what he can do to an offense when he's a head coach. You know, he might be better. Some teams, some guys are better coordinators than head coaches, and I think Nagy is is one of those guys too. But, and didn't do bad his first year there. But it, it kind of snowballed downhill. But, yeah, we'll get to Trubisky and, and what I think about that when when we get to that pick. But, yeah, I don't think they should hold that against Howell. Howell has a lot more experience, a lot more starts than Trubisky did. Did he have the year his, this year that he did his junior year? No, he didn't. But he had lost both his running backs and pretty much all his receivers. So, I mean, you can't hold that against him either. So, I agree. You know, I agree, and I, I don't. I think he can flourish in a good offense. Yeah, I honestly do. I think though, what he's going to have to learn to do. You know, he's he's a bigger guy, but he's going to have to learn to slide some. He's not, he, you know, in college he he liked to put his shoulder down and try to drive over some people. You he's not going to be able to do that as often in the NFL. Number seven, the second pick for the Giants, and I've got on going. You know, there's a lot of talk about what the what's his name, Tony, the wide receiver they just drafted last year, Kadarius Tony, about being on the trading block. Don't know what's going on there. Don't know if that's just something. To, but anytime, you know, whether it's you're just checking it out, you want to see if there's any interest. There's something going on there. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, you know, is Kadarius Tony happy in New York? Are they happy with him? Uh, who knows? But I've got them giving Daniel Jones another weapon. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from Ohio State. Uh, I think they're going to go uh, offense on this. And what, this, is this the first receiver? Yeah, this is the first receiver I've got off the board here. But Garrett Wilson, um, 
you know, Ohio State, he's got that pedigree at Ohio State, playing in, in, in the Big Ten. I think Garrett Wilson will be their pick at uh, number seven. I'm going to go to the defensive side of things. The guy who has really jumped up the board here lately, uh, and and there is some skepticism about uh, Daryl Stingley Jr. Right. Down at LSU because he's been injured, hasn't played but like 20 college games. But I think the Giants, who need some help in the secondary, will go with Dar- Derek Stingley from okay. LSU. Um, he's a ball hawking corner, got great length, lead speed. You know, um, his dad, uh, Daryl Stingley, played in the NFL. Um, six foot, 190, uh, coming out after his junior year. I think he will join that Giants defense and play in that secondary and be pretty good for him. Young man out of LSU. That's a good pick there. I think uh, yeah, I've got him coming a little bit later, but he's definitely coming. Uh, Falcons at number eight. Who you got? Well, you're talking about uh, Matty Ice uh, heading up to Indianapolis. And I think it's a great move in Indianapolis. I think Matty needs oh, yeah, You know, I think he needs to change his injury. He'll be okay there at Indianapolis, to be honest. But Atlanta, you think they need a quarterback, wide receiver, edge rusher, safety. They have Marcus Mariota coming in. They've traded for him. So I think they're going to go in the secondary. They need a safety. And the best guy there in the safety is from Notre Dame is Kyle Hamilton. I agree. And I think they will go with him at the safety spot. And I think the quarterback's position for Marcus Mariota is his to lose. You know, this was <clears throat> when I mentioned earlier about having a bad day at the Combine. This is Kyle Hamilton right here. You know, he I've heard he could slip a little bit further because of a bad day at the Combine. But if you look at it, no doubt the best safety out there in this draft. Uh, I would love... I would love for him to fall to number twenty and, and Pittsburgh's who they who they are infatuated with would be gone. That way they'd pick pick this guy. But some mock drafts have had Hamilton going to Pittsburgh, but I do not think he'll follow that far. But yeah, he he is a incredible talent. I think he's gonna be one of those names you hear about for many years to come in the NFL. How about six foot four and two twenty at safety? Exactly. That's <laughs> pretty good size. Exactly, and can move. I mean, I, they. Matter of fact, uh, a few minutes ago, I was watching uh, some of his film, and uh, I think it was against Florida State. He came all the way across the field and made an interception on the sidelines while the ball was in the air. I mean, that's how quick he was at that size. So that's yeah, you can't teach speed, and size can't be taught either. So he's got that combination there. I've got them going with an edge rusher, and you talked a little bit about him earlier. Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. Uh, like we said, he 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 kind of went down a little bit. His draft status kind of went down a little bit. Uh, I don't know what happened there. I don't know if he had a bad pro day or what. But, you know, you look at what he did in the Pac-12 last year. Uh, he was all over the place. But, yeah, Falcons get a, the edge rusher they need out of Oregon, Kayvon Thibodeau. So next, Seattle Seahawks. Is Drew Locke the answer in Seattle? Of course, you know, Russell Wilson's gone. Drew Locke comes over in the trade from from Denver. Um, I'm thinking they don't get a quarterback right here. I'm thinking they're, they're thinking like 
maybe like we are. This quarterback class is not the best that we've seen. Maybe we can, or maybe we can pick up somebody in the second round. But I've got them going offensive line. Maybe they're going to give Drew Locke a little bit of help there. And the guy you talked about earlier, I've got Evan Neal out of Alabama, tackle out of Alabama. Just huge. And, I mean, one of those guys that can, you know, I, I watched him play against Texas A&M. And, you, I mean, when I watched the game that night when it was going on, you could just see him blowing guys off the line. And it, uh, at that size and, and with that kind of athleticism, there's no doubt about it. But uh, Evan Neal goes to Seattle with my number nine pick. I like your thinking. I like offensive tackle. I like offensive line here. But I think, uh, you know, they need a quarterback. They need an offensive lineman. They need this defensive end. But I'm going to take Charles Cross, offensive lineman right. out of Mississippi State. Six foot five, three oh seven. How would you like to spend your Friday night for Saturday afternoon on him? You know, he's a real athletic left tackle. He excels in pass blocking. You know, but I don't think he's going to be protecting Drew Locke. Uh, I think he's going to be protecting Baker Mayfield. I would not doubt that. That's that's one of the reasons. And, you know, I'm going to say this, too. Uh, A lot of the Panther fans are talking about you know, oh gosh, I hope we don't get Baker Mayfield. I hope we don't get Baker Mayfield. Well, let me tell you this. What are your alternatives? Sam Darnold is your alternative right now. And you know how that went last year. So at least, you know, and, and believe me, I, I'm, I'm in the AFC North. I'm a Steelers fan. Baker Mayfield played for the Browns. Baker, I saw Baker Mayfield a lot. I saw Baker Mayfield take a lot of beating and get right back up. And the fact that that guy, everybody talked about his accuracy this year. But if your shoulder, one of your shoulders is in a harness, don't you think when you go to throw the ball, that's going to affect your accuracy a little bit? The guy was out there on the field giving it everything he's got. You know, you could do worse. At least he didn't see ghosts on the field like Sam Donald said he did. But, uh, you know, I, there's worse things, a lot worse things to have a quarterback in the NFL than Baker Mayfield. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. I loved him in Oklahoma. I loved him in the NFL. The thing about Baker Mayfield, regardless of how it turns out, you're going to get his best. Oh, effort. yeah. And I like what you said about him playing injured. A lot of people held him to a higher level uh, than than maybe he should have been. But I love Baker Mayfield. I think he's got a spot. I think he's one of the top 32 quarterbacks in this league. I think he needs to be playing in this league. Uh, I'd take him on my favorite team, I can promise you that. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, Seattle, I think, with, with Pete Carroll, who I think works well with quarterbacks, would be good with Baker Mayfield. Right. I would love to see him at Carolina. I absolutely uh, yeah, love I mean, him, even I, though some of the, what, the Anderson guy who's a wide receiver said he didn't want him there. Well, well so be it. You you know? you'd rather keep Sam Darnold throwing interceptions to you and then screaming yeah. at him on the sidelines. That's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, and he could figure, you know, you and I were talking about how many of these teams would would trade one of their first-round picks. Right. Baker Mayfield could very uh, very well be in one of those uh, discussions as far as who might trade, who might not trade. Yeah, and, I, and another, you know, while we're on the subject of Cleveland, you know, they had the big pickup with Deshaun Watson, paid him all that money, gave up all those draft picks. Of course, you won't see them in the first round of the draft. Uh, the Texans have their spot. And then paid Denzel Ward a bunch of money. 
Where's all this money coming from? You know, yeah. you, 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 Cleveland has done some finagling there, but, you know, and, and you got to think about down the road, Cleveland fans, if there's any of you out there listening, Miles Garrett's going to want a lot of money for long. And are you going to be in a position to, to give him a lot of money with what you just paid Watson, what you just paid Ward? Well, Stephen, when you think about it, I guess I guess you look at that. They got rid of that big salary with Odell Beckham. Yeah. I believe they let Jarvis Landry, Landry go. Is that correct? Is he still with them? I think they let well, him go. Well, I, I, I think he is. They might have let him go. They might have let yeah. him go. And then you got Mayfield's contract. So but here's another maybe, thing, too. Maybe that's where your money's coming from. Who's You know, you got Watson back there. If you If you don't have Landry... Who are they going to throw the ball to? I agree. So, yeah, well, they, they did pick up uh, oh, yeah, they, the guy Cooper. from the Cowboys. Amari yeah. Cooper. Amari Cooper, yeah. Yeah, so, so you got one one weapon there. But there's a way, believe me, I've been watching Cleveland a long, a long time. There's a way Cleveland's going to screw this up somehow. <laughs> they always Sounds manage. like a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah, they always manage to do. Diehard Pittsburgh here. All right, so number 10, the Jets. Who you got? Well, I like a guy that you picked earlier. Uh, for the Jets, um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't like them going defensive end here, and they're going to Penn State and take or Jermaine Johnson. No, I'm sorry, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Florida State, yeah. I'm sorry, he's from yeah. Florida State, and that was the guy you picked earlier. Right. He's six foot five, two fifty four. I had a great year for Florida State, and, and like I said, I, like I mentioned earlier, I heard him on the Packer Durham show. He is fantastic. Got a great football IQ. I really like him. I think he's going to be a an all pro kind of player yeah. uh, for the Jets. I tell you, if the Jets take you know Tribido at number four, come back and take uh, Johnson at number ten. That's a heck of a defense. Man, up that's front. that's some pretty good bookend. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I've got them going offense. You know, they I think they they need some receivers to take take some of the pressure off the quarterback. I've got them going Drake London, wide receiver from USC. Uh, you know, you look at him, and he looks like Mike Evans from New Orleans. He's he's had that comparison a lot, but he's quick, uh, runs great routes, but and he's got that USC. Uh, of course, you, you think about all the USC great receivers they had, and of course, I'm going to mention Lynn Swan. But uh, yeah, I've got him taking going receiver Drake London, wide receiver from USC. And I've got uh, you. That was the Jets, right? Yeah, you just picked. Uh, you picked Johnson. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So we're getting the number eleven, the Washington Commanders. Commanders or the Commodores, whatever these people want to call. It. There's a lot of jokes going around about that. The Commodores, the Commanders, Commandos. Uh, you know, to me, I don't care what you call them. They'll always be the Redskins. Um, I like them. WFT. You know, a lot really of people like said. A lot of people said. Yeah, I love that. Said, but you know what? There was a name on the board that when they had the whole voting deal, and I think they just went against what everybody voted. I wouldn't mind, and, and somebody actually had a makeup of what the uniforms, the helmets, and everything would look like. The Red Wolves. That would have been, and and it was a very. I mean, very nice-looking uniforms. They were cool-looking. And you had the wolf on the side. But, yeah, I'm sure they were scared. They would offend a wolf somewhere. But, uh, 
Commanders for me, we got a guy. I got a guy, and you know, Washington has one of the legendary safeties in football. That really, we never, unfortunately, we never got to see how great he could be because his life was taken uh, really short. Uh, Sean Taylor, but guy you talked about earlier, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. I got the Commanders taking him, and I think uh, I think that's a steal for him too if he gets all the way to number eleven. Just because, yeah. like we said earlier, because of a bad combine, he's dropped down a little bit. But yeah, I think Washington reaps the benefits and adds. You know, and and Washington, you know, their defense coming into last year was supposed to be one of the top defenses in the league. Of course, they had injuries to some of their top guys, but they never played like that defense last year. And I think they need a little kick in the butt. Maybe this guy will give them a little kick in the butt with the Commanders. I like him going over the defensive side of things as well, but they needed some help with the inside linebacker as well. I got them going out to Oregon and taking Devin Lloyd, the linebacker, mm-hmm. 6'3", 237, tall, rangy linebacker, who makes plays all over the field. A lot of people um, kind of think he's a lot like Isaiah Simmons, who came out of Clemson. He plays with the Arizona Cardinals. But I like the uh, commanders to take him at this spot. Right. So who we got? Number twelve, the Vikings. Who you got? The Minnesota Vikings. They need a <laughs> wide receiver in the worst way. And not only do they need a wide receiver, but they need a corner and they need it. I think everybody needs an edge rusher. Yeah, everybody. everybody it, well, Pittsburgh they really do. <laughs> everybody needs an edge. Yeah, you're right about that. But it seems like everybody. But I like. I like. Um, the Vikings to go to Alabama and take up Jamison Winston Williams, wow. wide receiver from Alabama. A lot of people say he's a lot like Jerry Judy with, yeah. with maybe better speed. You know, he's 6'2", 179, uh, got that uh, the speed where he can go deep. It just makes those big-time electric kind of plays. But I like the Vikings to go with him. Now, if Kirk Cousins he could get it to him or not, that's another situation as well. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, but but Williams is a big time wide receiver from Bama. A lot yeah. of a lot of really good wide receivers in this draft. Yes, it is, and I mean, all, and then not just the first round too. We'll talk a little bit about a receiver that I'm kind of coveting. I'm hoping he'll fall, uh, fall maybe to the second round, and Pittsburgh can pick him up. But I got him going defense here, and, and I got a guy that you talked about a little bit earlier that's. You know, a lot of talk about, like you said, hasn't played much, had some injuries, but I got him taking Derek Stingley, uh, the cornerback from LSU here. I think, uh, you know, you know, and you got to look at with some of these guys, like we talked about Hamilton may have fought, fell a little bit because a lot of people consider Hamilton the best, the best athlete in the draft. Stingley is one of those guys that, you know, you could something like this can put a chip on your shoulder, where people didn't take you as early as you think, and you could come out and really play hard. You look at Randy Moss, how he felt about all the teams that didn't that pass on him, especially the Cowboys. He put it to the Cowboys his rookie year, but uh, yeah, Derek Stingley I think goes here, and and I think you this is a guy that you're going to see in years come be an All Pro cornerback and one of those shutdown cornerbacks in the NFL. So. Number 13, second pick for the Texans. And I've got them going defensive side. And this guy, 
you know, he was really one of the stories of the combine. Um, <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about: having a how having a great day at the combine can can really up up your uh, draft status. As big as this guy is, he ran a four seven eight forty time at the combine. He's over three hundred pounds. Can you imagine getting hit by a three hundred pounder going that fast? And I'm talking about Jordan Davis, defensive tackle for Georgia. I think the uh, Texans are looking to to get, to get that defense straight. Of course, I had him taking Jermaine Johnson earlier, and this this guy will shore up the interior here. And it remains to be seen if that was, you know, is he going to, you know, because a lot of people say he's he's not a every he can't stay on the field long as stamina but he ran that four seven eight forty and that's all that mattered to these guys and they've moved him up in the draft but i've got jordan davis going number 13 to the texas i do not want him hitting me I'm no fine. no i got him going defense as well but i think they're going to go to purdue out of the big 10 and take george Carlaftis. i think i pronounced yeah. his name right uh edge rusher once again a team that needs the edge rusher the vikings um I'm sorry, the Texans. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's coming out after his junior year, six foot four, uh, 266, big time pass rusher, explosive, very athletic. But I like, um, Kalaftis to go to the Houston, Texas. And you know, if you look at Houston, uh, they were looking offensive linemen and looking edge rusher. They get Kalaftis here after taking Equanu, the offensive mm-hmm. tackle of NC State at number three. Pretty good start in the first day of the NFL draft. Yeah. If they keep both picks. Yeah, if they keep, if, that's a big if. So, number 14, I'll let you handle this one first, the Ravens. Yuck. So, I know you're, in, you're excited Yuck. about this with the Ravens. <laughs> but I like a guy you mentioned uh, going to the Vikings as well. Or the, uh, not the Vikings, but the Texans. Young man from out of Georgia, big defensive tackle, uh, Jordan Davis. Yeah, Boy, Jordan right. Davis is, is a huge guy, six foot six, three forty one. Steve, he's just a mountain of a he guy. He is, he inside. is, man. You know, a lot of people compare him to get this now. Some people compare him to Refrigerator Perry. How about that from back in the day, in the early eighties? Thank you, Run the Ball. <laughs> no, but being compared to the, to the fridge is a pretty good deal. But yeah. he is a huge guy who's going to really plug up some holes up the middle. So I like him. Uh, Jordan Davis go to Baltimore. As bad as I hate to, <laughs> you know, Baltimore has always prided themselves on defense. You had uh, the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reeds, the Trev Suggs, just to name a few. And I think they add uh, another spot to another guy to the defense. Um, Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. Uh, Last year, if you look, of course, the injuries, and I'm not making excuses for them, injuries are part of the game, but injuries that really ate up the Ravens last year. Uh, they probably would have been a playoff team if not for those injuries, but like I said, that's part of the game, but uh, especially in the secondary. Secondary was a one of the weak points for for the Ravens, and of course, they've got a lot of guys coming back, you know, uh, and now I think they add another Another weapon to that secondary, Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Um, good athlete, good good agility, and he's quick. He is not afraid to come up and make a tackle. And in the, and in the AFC North, that's something you've got to be able to do. You've got to be able to come up and make a tackle. And uh, But I've got them taking Trent McDuffie 
from Washington. So the Eagles are up next with their first of two picks, 15th and 18th, and I've got them going. Uh, I've got them going defense here, and sticking to it. You know, of course, every year we we sit here and we go through. I wish we could tell you how many SEC players we've we've had in these. I wish there, I, I should look it up, but I'm not going to do that right now. But another George, University of Georgia. I've got them taking Devontae White, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, I think the Eagles are looking to get, of course, everybody's big thing is, uh, well, they're going to go take another another wide receiver this year. And uh, we may get to that early, later on. But Devontae White, 315 pounds, 6'3", uh, just had a awesome year on that line. That defense, you know, a lot of people sit here and talk about some of the great defenses in college football. Georgia's defense last year was one of the most impressive defenses in college football I've seen in a long time. Uh, of course, they had the little hiccup against Alabama in the SEC championship game, but they came back strong in the national championship game. Uh, had had Alabama's quarterback on the run for a lot of that a game. A lot of that game. But I think uh, I think this is where they go here. Devontae White, defensive tackle for Georgia. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Philly. I think I, I think they're gonna get a wide receiver. Oh yeah. And this guy, I think, is the best wide receiver in this draft. Is Chris Olavier from Ohio State? I think Philly goes and grabs him. And like I said, I think he is the best wide receiver in this draft. Uh, even though his teammate Garrett Wilson's in this draft, right. got the young man uh, Drake London from out of USC in the draft as well. Jamison Williams from uh, Alabama's in this draft as well. But I really like uh, Chris Olavier, and I think that's where Philadelphia goes here. Right. So number sixteen is the Saints. One of their two picks. So who you got there? Well, I think the Saints are going to go. They need a quarterback. Bryce Brew, I mean, Drew Brees is now on the, I'm thinking Cho on here. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees is now on the, what, NBC? NBC, yeah. Yeah, and they got Jameis Winston there. Mm. I'm going to go just down the road from the Pittsburgh Steelers headquarters and go to University of Pittsburgh. Oh, and wow. I think Kenny Pickett is going to go to New Orleans. Pickett. Okay. I've got them taking, I've got them going, you know, they're going to, I think they're going to stick with Winston coming off that injury. They want to protect him. And I got a guy you talked about a little earlier uh, from from Mississippi State, Charles Cross, big, big tackle. I think they need, and, you know, they've got two picks, so I think they come back and, and get another need in just a few minutes. But uh, they definitely need something on that offensive line. To protect Winston and and who knows, we don't know what Alvin Kamara's fate's going to be. You know he's still wait, awaiting his trial, but I'm sure he'll be playing by that time. He'll be playing, so they need somebody to open some holes for, for Kamara. But yeah, I've got him taking uh, Charles Cross, who who easily, and I'm telling you, you guys this easily, easily could be up there in the top ten. Like Gaddis, I think you had him in the top ten. Yeah, you had him at number nine. Easily be in the top ten. And may go even higher. Maybe maybe could go into top five. He's one. He's he's that good where he could he could go that far. But 
I've got him at number 16 to the Saints. So, Chargers. Justin Herbert, you've got the big-time offense. They picked up some, some – they spent a lot of money on defense this year. And that's one of the problems that the Chargers has always had. You go back to the days when you had Dan Fouts, you had Eric Coriel, you had John Jefferson, Charlie Joyner, Wes Chandler, Kellen Winslow, you had Chuck Muncie. You had all the offense in the world, but you didn't have a – and the offense would score 40 points a game, but you didn't have a defense that, that could hold them to under 40 points. And uh, now you kind of got that, but they took care of a lot of the defensive problems in free agency, and I think they go add another weapon for for Justin Herbert. Uh, you imagine, okay, you looking at you're you're playing in the secondary. Keenan Allen comes out of course. You got to you got to keep your eye on him. Mike Williams is another one you got to come out, and then you add a new weapon. Jamison Williams from Alabama. Add him to the mix. And what do you do? Who do you double team there? You can't double team anybody. Because there's uh, the three big weapons there. You know, of course, he's got that pedigree, the wide receiver out of Alabama, the SEC, Nick Saban. Uh, but, yeah, Chargers add him. You talk about an explosive offense. This gets a little bit more explosive with Jamison Williams in there. I agree. This, this Charger uh, football team is coming on. They made some good trades, picked up some free agents during the offseason here. I really like the thing, where they're headed. But, Stevie, I'm going to go on the offensive tackle side of things because mm-hmm. I need it. I know they need some help on an offensive line to, to uh, kind of protect Justin Herbert. And I'm going to go Trevor Deming, an offensive tackle for Northern Iowa, oh, yeah. who I think will be a big-time player on the offensive line for the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, they definitely – you know, anything – like I said, all that – they spent a lot of money on defense, so they need to go offense on, on this. So now, second pick for the Eagles, fifth, they had 15th, now they're at number 18th. Who you got for the Eagles? Well, I like a uh, guy here that you liked really up in the draft. I don't know if he'll fall to Philly or not, but in my draft he did. But, you know, they need some help at safety. They need some help at corner. Um, I think they're going to take Amari Garner from Cincinnati. Oh wow! Who is uh, like I said earlier? He's a lot of people say he reminds him of uh, uh, Dominique Rodgers Camardi. Yeah, six three, one ninety, shut down corner. I like him with Philly. Hope they don't get him. <laughs> Dallas is in the same uh, you know divisions they are. But I tell you what, you know Philly's got a chance to really uh, do well for themselves here. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking going wide receiver, of course. They've got to have a receiver. You have one earlier. And I, I think this is the same one you had earlier, Chris Olive from Ohio State. I mean, like you said, one of a guy that is just as good a receiver as any receiver in the draft. Uh, but, yeah, the Eagles, of course, keep the streak going of taking, I think this is, what, the fourth year in a row they've taken a wide receiver in the first round. So, Chris Olive, I've got him going to the Eagles here. No. I think he's the best receiver in the draft, honestly. Yeah, I, I, think he, really. I think you're going to see I think a, he is. Yeah. Man, I think he's really good. Yeah. So, number 19, the Saints. I've got the Saints with their second pick here taking a receiver. And then they're going uh, Penn State. Jahan Dotson from Penn State. One of those explosive receivers. 
you know, they Mike Williams out all last year with, you know, between, I guess it was fights and injuries. Uh, he, he was suspended for a couple games for fighting in practice, I think. And then he had an injury that he was supposed to come back for him and didn't come back. So who knows how how he'll be this year. So maybe he'll be healthy. But you need to add another weapon there. And I've got him taking Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State. I like New Orleans to take a wide receiver as well. And I, I'm going to go to a guy you mentioned earlier. He, drove, he uh, wore that burgundy and gold out at Southern Cal. Uh, Drake London, wide receiver. I think New Orleans takes him. Kenny Pickett throwing to uh, Drake London. I like. Yeah. Him. All right, number twenty, my boys, the Steelers. And before I talk about, you know, all the talk for the last three weeks, and if you watch the pro days, uh, Tomlin Colbert, who is going out as CEO, uh, the retiring CEO. They went all these pro days for quarterbacks. And then this week you hear them talk about they devoted a lot of their time this year to quarterbacks just like they did running backs last year, which Najee Harris got picked in the first round last year. And a little bit different situation with the quarterback situation this year. You know, 18 years we haven't had to worry about a quarterback with, with Big Ben, but Last year when we picked Najee Harris, there was no starting running back on the roster. Benny Snell was number one on the depth chart. So you didn't have much of a choice. But here, you got Mitch Trubisky, which they brought over in free agency from Buffalo. And to tell you the truth, out of all the free agent quarterbacks out there, that was one that I was like, okay, this is one we aren't going to have to spend an arm and a leg for. We're not going to have to give up a lot of draft picks for that we can get in there and see what he can do. If he can be a good game manager, then, you know, we'll be okay. But one of the things I've been seeing, we do not need, if we're going to pick a quarterback, we do not need to trade up to get him. Not in this year's draft. I don't think you need to go from 20th to Maybe 20th to 17, but not 20th to 6th or 20th to 10th. But as much as – and and I would love to see him go defense here. I would love to see Kyle Hamilton fall in their lap. I would love to see this wide receiver from uh, – gosh, what's his name? From North Dakota State, Christian Watson. If you haven't seen him, look at him. He's explosive. He's tall. He's big and he's explosive. He's fast. A lot of people compare him to Randy Moss. But with everything I'm hearing and what I'm seeing, I'm saying the Steelers take Malik Willis from Liberty, quarterback from Liberty here. That's sure been a lot of talk about Mike Tomlin being fascinated with him. Oh, yes. Yes, he and is. And I'm with you. Yeah. You know, you don't have to rush him in. You got Trubisky in there. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to come out and be ready. And I'm not. I'm saying that because of, you know, playing at Liberty is a little bit different than playing at somebody like Alabama. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be ready for for the NFL quite, you know, right away. So you got Trubisky there that can kind of be the the gap between when Willis would take over. But yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to be a quarterback. If Willis is there, they're definitely going to take him. I think. Well, he'll be in Charlotte. 
a long time before yeah. Pittsburgh. We got that <laughs> to pick, so, according to my draft. Let me ask you this. You talk about the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Would you take Matt Corral from Ole Miss? Yes, I would. I, and I'll tell you what. There's, there's two of them. If they're going to take a quarterback, but there's two of them I would like to see. And I, w- I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing. Corral's one of them. And Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is one that I would not mind seeing. You know, he's got a little, he's got, they've both got huge upsides, but I'm just not, I mean, I've tried and I've watched some film of these quarterbacks. I'm just not into this quarterback class this year. And it, look, it could fool me. It could be like one of those, what, the 83 draft class. It could be like uh, the 2004 draft class, but I'm just not, I'm just not feeling the quarterback class this year. Well, I, I think the guy's really underrated, Sam Howell, but, you know, I'm a Carolina fan. So <laughs> but, look, I'm, I'm going to settle all this thing, all this for, for the, the front the front office staff for Pittsburgh and Mike Thomas, his staff, and I love Mike Thomas. Yeah. Great football coach, done a great job in the NFL for Pittsburgh. But he needs a defensive back, Stevie, and the guy yeah. he can get that I think will really help him be Trent McDuffie to be some defensive back out of Washington. Right. You know, 5'11", 193, you know, lockdown corner. I think a guy who could really help him. And, but I'm I'm with you. I think Trubisky can make it happen uh, and can be efficient some for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I mean, you you talk about uh, – we talked about earlier about he, he didn't have a lot of experience coming in uh, to the NFL and still did a pretty good job his rookie year. But I, I think with Pittsburgh right now, they, did, they didn't make – Big big splashes in free agency, but they they plugged holes and they they made it where right now we could go with whoever's best available. We've got needs, but we can go with whoever's best available. Of course, running back, I don't think that would be an issue. But um, yeah, I just think you know we we've, we've got some. You know, I think one of our big pickups that's gonna gonna be, make a big difference on the defense was Miles Jack. I think that was a great pickup, and you know you didn't have to pay a lot for him, but I think he's he's a guy that's going to make some tackles, and maybe he'll light a fire under Devin Bush, who hadn't been the same since coming off that ACL injury. But yeah, but I've got Steelers taking a quarterback here. We'll see. We'll see. And like you said, maybe, and I hate to say it this way, it sounds bad, but maybe Willis will be gone by the by, like you said by that time. So number twenty, okay. <laughs> number twenty, and nothing against Willis. I'm just not, and it, it would be that way if, if with any of these quarterbacks right now. I'm just not into this quarterback class this year. I don't know what it is. But Patriots at number 21, who you got? Well, I think they need some help at cornerback, linebacker, offensive tackle. You never know what New England's going to do. They don't no. have a lot of highly rated people come out of college. They got the 21st pick. I don't even know if they'll stay at the 21st I pick. I was getting ready to say the same thing. But I, I like them to go at linebacker. I think they'll take Nicobe Deans out of Georgia. A lot of people say he reminds him of Raquan Smith, who played down at Georgia. Uh, he's 5'11", 229, uh, just plays all over the field, big-time playmaker. I think they'll take Nicobe Deans to linebacker from out of Georgia. Yeah, I, this is one of those where I could definitely see Belichick saying, you know what, let's trade back get some more picks. And uh, – you know he's he's good for doing that, but I've got him right now. I'm going defense, linebacker guy. You talked about a little bit earlier, Devin Lloyd, linebacker of Utah. But 
But like we said, I I, I don't say I don't think he'll move up because Belichick doesn't like unless it's somebody he really really likes. I don't see him moving up and giving up uh, draft collateral, but. He will go down and try to build up that draft collateral, and he'll make it wor- make it work most of the time. But I've got him going Devin Lloyd, University of Utah. So number twenty-two, Green Bay Packers. And you know, it has been since. Of course, everybody knows Devontae Adams is gone, the big-time receiver for the Packers for so many years, gone to the Raiders. But do you realize it's been. Since 2002, since the Packers drafted a wide receiver in the first round, <laughs> and you know, you know, he was not a first round pick. He was, I think, he was a second round, second round pick. And and boy, a lot of people kicked themselves for passing on him. But I've got him going offensive line. A guy you talked about a little bit earlier uh, that want to protect Aaron Rodgers with this big contract he's got. Uh, but Trevor Penn and tackle from Northern Ireland. I'm like you. I think this is a guy that you're going to see a lot of in, in the coming years. He's going to be one of those all-pro offensive linemen in years to come. But and, and picking him up, I think they get a steal at number 22 with Trevor Penning. You know, you talk about Penning from Northern Ireland. Steve, you look throughout the NFL, a lot of the uh, linemen are from the MAC. Yeah. They're like the Miami and and – and uh, Bowling Green, a lot of those guys are from that league, and that is a good league from an offensive lineman standpoint. And and Penning he certainly falls in that with Northern Iowa. But as we talk about the uh, Green Bay Packers, they need wide receivers. Yeah. And a guy who has already gone in your draft, I've got him going here from Penn State, Jahan Jahan Dotson. Uh, Dotson at five eleven, one seventy eight. They say he may may be the best right runner in the, in this draft. Uh, but coming out of Penn, Penn State, and there's several guys from Penn State going out in this draft, and, and it makes you wonder why they won more games in the Big Ten. But yeah. I like Dotson to go with, with Green Bay and team up with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see what happens up in Green Bay. Uh, but I think Devon Day Adams is a huge loss. In the it back. is. I mean, you think about this. And this is the way, I, and maybe I'll look at it wrong. I know it's a business, and these guys got to make a, a – they got to make a living, but Aaron Rodgers, how much was that contract he got this year? I mean, it was way up there. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be hurting for money anytime soon, even with even before this contract. You'd rather get paid more money and lose instead of, you know, you may have took some of that money and kept Devontae Adams instead of letting him, you know, taking all that money. Because, you know, in my book, and and I'm sure, you know, everybody say it's easy for you to say you're not in that uh, position. In my book, Aaron Rodgers has got one ring, but you know Aaron Rodgers wants another ring, and he wants to he wants to get rid of that that monkey on his back right now that he he can do it during the regular season here lately, but he can't play, he can't win in the big game in the playoffs. And he, he has not been able to do that here lately. But, you know, I, I, I would think I would give up some of that money and say, look, pay me this, give him this, and keep him here so we can, we can build on this and try to get back to the big game. But evidently, Aaron Rodgers is thinking a little bit more different than I am. I guess State Farm is not footing the bill as much as they were anymore. But 
Number 23, Arizona Cardinals. Who you got, bud? Well, Arizona needs some help at quarterback. They need some defensive lineman help. They need wide receiver help. I think the best guy at this spot in the draft is a kid from down at Clemson. It's kind of funny. This is the first Clemson player to have been picked. I know. In the draft. Andre Booth, uh, yep. defensive back, six foot, 194. A lot of people were comparing to Aqib Zaleeb, who was great in the NFL, uh-huh. playing with several different teams, aggressive. You know, good cornerback, good size, physical size, good ball skills, good tackler. But I think uh, he ends up with Arizona in the corner. But I think Arizona's got big problems trying to decide what the heck Kyler Murray's going to do. You know, and you look at their season last year. They started off strong. And, of course, after that Green Bay game they lost and, and Murray pulled up lame on a, with a foot injury. They went downhill quick, and they did not have a winning record that second half of the year after starting off being the I think they were the last team to lose lose a game in the NFL last year, but uh, really sputtered going down. And I think they're going defense here, and I've got them going, like I said, another guy that you talked about earlier, George Koloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue. I think they try to get the defense a little bit of uh, power there. Uh, Isaiah Simmons who was from Clemson, has not really hit his stride yet. I, I, that was one of the picks last year that I thought I would have loved to seen him in, in Pittsburgh uniform. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But Arizona, I've got to take a George Kaloftis from Purdue. Next up, I'll let you take this one first, the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> You know, uh, they need offensive line help. Uh, they moved some people around free agency, got some guys to come back, some guys didn't come back. They need an edge rusher like everybody else, safety, wide receiver. But I think they need a good offensive lineman. And the guy I think who can solidify that line is the center from Iowa, Tyler Lindenbaum. Oh, wow. I think he'll be a great addition to this offensive line for, for Dallas. And uh, I think he will be an all-pro someday for them. See, that's... I wish Pittsburgh was one of those teams that had like two or three picks because I would love to take uh, that take him at Pittsburgh. I think he would he would solve a lot of the problems on that offensive line. Which uh, I've got him going defense, and this is a guy that a lot of people haven't talked about. But you watch film with this guy; he's explosive in the middle. He as big as he is, he can move around, and uh, I've got him taking Logan Hall. Defensive tackle from University of Houston. Got him trying to shore up that defensive line there. But um, Cowboys, let's talk a little bit about your Cowboys. You, of course, you got Prescott back. You lost Cooper. Uh, you kept Gallup. Gallup coming off a big injury. What's your outlook on the Cowboys this year? Well, I'm not so sure. And don't be, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like Dak Prescott. I don't think they win the Super Bowl with him. I honestly believe that. I think he's taking the bite as far as he can go. Uh, and I could be wrong. I hope I am wrong. There's been some talk about the Cowboys reaching out to Debo Samuel, who's requested a trade. Uh, but you got to be able to get the ball to him. Yeah. And maybe that's the guy who can uh, make it happen. I'm not so sure they got the right guy coaching the football team. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's one thing about, you know, and I think, 
I was listening to a show early this week about um, the worst fans in any sport. And, of course, Dallas and Pittsburgh and yeah. the Yankees and all those. Yeah, they get all their uh, accolades as far as that's concerned. But it's one thing I can say about Dallas and Pittsburgh fans and Yankee fans, you always think you can win it all every year. <laughs> and, and, and and that's the way you feel. I mean, I know you do as a Pittsburgh fan. I know Yankee fans do as a Cowboy fan. Even though we had not been there in a long time, you're always optimistic. Think you can win it. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. I I don't know if they got the right coaching staff. I think they've got the right defensive guy in Dan Quinn, Yeah, to be honest. But, uh, like I said uh, many times before, Jerry Jones has got a cash register for a brain. And yep. we'll leave it at that. Yep. And, I, and not only is your head coach, and this is my opinion, a lot of Cowboy fans won't agree with me. I don't think you got the right head coach. And I'm not sure about your offensive coordinator either. A lot of talk last year about moving him to head coach, but I'm not so sure with some of the play calling I see from him and uh, that he is the right man for the job either. But that's that's just my opinion. But McCarthy has that Super Bowl ring, and Jerry sees that and thinks, you know, okay, we got that. We're going to get a Super Bowl this year. Or, or, or better yet, Jerry just thinks we're going we're gonna to make a profit this year. Then... I think that's, he's going to make a profit, I can promise you. That's more important to him, I think, and I've said <laughs> that for years. That's more important to him than winning the Super Bowl, and what I've seen, especially since Jimmy Johnson is gone. So, 25, Buffalo Bills. Bills, one of those up-and-coming teams, you know, it played, lost one of the incredible games. You know, of course, the NFL playoffs last year was probably – the best playoffs I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, you know, from week after, I think it was one blowout game, but you just had the, the Buffalo-Kansas City game. I mean, probably one of the great games you'll see in NFL history. But Bills, I got them giving a little bit of offense here, giving Josh Allen a little bit of help on offense. Got them taking Brees Hall, running back from Iowa State. He... He's quicker and he can he can make plays. He can make plays with his feet and make plays with his hands. Catches out of the backfield, but give him a little bit of help up there because that's kind of something they've been missing. Missing with is, is a consistent running game. So the Bills, except for Josh Allen, that's another guy. I think you know if you got a guy that's your bread and butter on offense and you're running him uh, like they were. I think the Tampa Bay game, no other running back in the first half had positive yards and I think Josh Allen had 60 yards was a leading rusher in the first half so uh, you, you don't need to try to put him out there too much but maybe this will help Buffalo. Brees Hall running back from Iowa State. Uh, that's, that's kind of funny. I think he's a running back. First running back has been picked Yep. by either one of us Yep. and uh, I got the Bills going in a little different direction. I think they need some help in the secondary and on the defense, they need an offensive right tackle. But I don't like him grabbing the uh, defensive back from Florida, Kamir Elam, mm-hmm. which I think will be good for their secondary playing up in Buffalo. And uh, I think he'll, he's a good fit in their secondary. Okay. Number 26, the Tennessee Titans. Who you got? Tennessee Titans. They need help at wide receiver, tight end, uh, right tackle. 
I don't know if that as a wide receiver, maybe Garrett Wilson still left on my board, and he'll come up a little bit later. But I think they go tight end, and they're going to take Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State. Okay. Uh, to uh, have their offense here. I've got them going offense, but and this might this might surprise some people with this pick. But you know, Tannehill is one of those guys. Yeah, he's he's done a lot better job since he left Miami. Uh, he in course playoffs last year. He didn't do do so well. But I've got him getting the the heir apparent to Ryan Tannehill, and got him taking quarterback from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. Uh, you know, this is one of those guys that if you talk about ready to play, I think he'll be ready to play, which he doesn't have to if, if Tannehill's there. He doesn't have to be ready to play. He can sit and, and learn a little bit. But, yeah, I, I was impressed with Ritter the way he came along. After that, especially beating Notre Dame at Notre Dame, the way he played in that game, he's tough. He, he can make plays with his feet, but uh, – and that's what NFL quarterbacks these days are all about. They want somebody that can make plays with the feet, too. But Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati is who I've got at number 26. Let's see. Number 27, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think uh, they need a quarterback, don't they? <laughs> well, up until about, what, three or four weeks ago, they they did. You know, because <laughs> oh, Tampa Bay, it, it was trouble in Tampa Bay. You couldn't get a Tampa Bay fan to come out and talk too much after Brady retired. But then, unretired, so we're not looking at a quarterback, that's for sure. And we've got a new head coach, of course. I don't know if you, you've seen much about the, the story about what Brady was planning with the Dolphins. Uh, that was the plan, was him to go to the Dolphins, Sean Payton to be the coach, and that kind of explains a little bit about the Flor- Brian Flores situation. Maybe, maybe this deal was being planned, and that's why they got rid of him. They would get rid- they wanted to get Sean Payton, but something fell through, and everything went haywire. Of course, Payton still not coaching. Probably gonna probably gonna do some commentary. I'm sure uh, before he ends up in Dallas when McCarthy messes up, and uh, Brady is back unretired with Tampa Bay and Arians has moved to the front office. Todd Bowles is not a coach. But here's a question for you. How'd you like to be that guy that bought the last touchdown pass that Brady threw and then to see the reaction of him when they said Brady is unretired? I don't know if I can say this or not, but I would be pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) Which I did hear that they 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 made it right with him, uh, and they should have. And they should have. Yeah, that that was not right. But I've got Tampa Bay giving Brady a little little bit of help here on the offensive line. I got him taking Kenyon Green from guard from Texas A and M. Try to shore up that offensive line and and protect him. What is he like? Almost fifty now. But uh, <laughs> he had to come back. I thought we were going to have a Bradyless year, but you had to come back, didn't you? Man, take some of that money and enjoy it. My goodness. Exactly. I mean, you need to come to Northeastern North Carolina work for a while. You'd appreciate what you have. But, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, Sean Payton and um, Brady together would have been a fun watch. 
Yeah. Yeah, it would have been. been. I would love Sean Payton to come back to Dallas. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, Jerry is just dying right now to get McCarthy out of there so he can make an offer to Payton. Yeah, I I agree with you as well. You know, I'm going with you on this Tampa Bay situation, but I need some offensive linemen help. But I think they're going to go to Boston College, who's got a lot of offensive linemen playing in the NFL. They have for many, many years. Uh, Zion Johnson. 6'3", 312. Yeah. He's a red shirt uh, senior, so he's an older guy. He's a veteran. Big, burly lineman, good length. Kind of got that salty kind of demeanor about him. Um, I, I like uh, him to, to go on it, the Tampa Bay offensive line. Okay. So number 28, second pick in the first round for the Packers. Who you got? Well, They've already taken a wide receiver. If they need to take a second one, certainly George Pickens, the wide receiver from Georgia, is still there. Um, and Garrett Wilson all from my boy is still there as well. But, you know, I've already taken one wide receiver in Dotson from Penn State on my draft. So I think they're going to go safety-wise. They need some help in the secondary. Uh, I think they're going to take Dexter Hill to safety from Michigan. Okay. Now, with the Packers, and everybody expects me to pick them, you have them pick, picking a receiver. I've got them going defense. I've got them taking Quay Walker, linebacker from Georgia, who you talked Are about. You talk? Yeah, you talked yeah. about him earlier. So uh, I've got them. I've got them sticking to that. Maybe you know, and I think they'll probably try to pick up a receiver in the second round. They'll, I think they're. I think they're. They're kind of. Uh, they're kind of uh, used to taking those. Second, third round receivers, and you know Randall Cobb was a late pick, um, and they've had a lot of who else? What Jordy Nelson was another one that was a late pick. So maybe they can make something work there. But uh, Quay Walker from Georgia went to the Packers. So the Chiefs, the first of their two picks in a row. Chiefs got to get back on track. I've got them getting the edge rusher Boye Mof from Minnesota to try to get that. Defense, you know, and and the first part of the year, last year, when they were struggling, that defense was not up to par. And that was, you know, which you can't blame it all on defense because Mahomes was struggling a little bit. And they caught fire, and I don't think it was any coincidence that when Melvin Ingram came over from the Steelers that they caught fire and, and almost made it to the Super Bowl. Didn't quite get there. They blew the second half against the Bengals. But, uh, yeah, I've got him going to edge rusher. Boy, Moth from Minnesota. Who you got? Well, I think they need a wide receiver. Of course, they lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They picked up a couple of other guys. I like him going to Ohio State, the guy you had on your board early, Garrett Wilson, uh, taking this uh, wide receiver spot here. I think he'll be really good playing with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes makes everybody look good. Yeah. And uh, as a wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, I think, falls in a great spot here at the 29th pick. For Kansas City, but you know what? I will say this: the defensive coordinator for the Bengals, he's got some kind of formula to shut down Mahomes. Because two games last year, Mahomes comes out blazing in the first half. Second half, hardly does anything, and you know, cost him cost him the Super Bowl. He got exposed a little bit in the, in that AFC Championship game. I'll say that. But yeah, definitely, you, you can't deny what Patrick Mahomes is. And I'm giving him a, a wide receiver with this next pick at number 30. Uh, Traylon Burks, wide receiver from Arkansas. 
Now, there's a wide receiver out there we want to talk about a little bit that could end up going in this first round just because, I mean, he's, he's not playing in a big-time program, but Christian Watson from North Dakota State, this could possibly be one. You know, Tyree Kill's gone. you got to replace his speed. Christian Watson from North Dakota State, uh, blazing speed at the, in the 40 time, like a 4-3-40, a lot of comparisons to Randy Moss. Which, if that's the case, then you know, watch out there. But I definitely could see the Chiefs taking a chance on this guy. Andy Reid could take a chance with this guy, and I think it would pay off. Yeah, you're you're very much so. I think it very could pay off for, for this young man. But I think Kansas City, for their thirtieth pick, they're going to go defense, and they're going to take the Penn State defensive end, edge rusher, Arnold Ibukite. Okay. Uh, 16 wow. red shirt senior, uh, hard charging edge rusher. I think he'll give them some, uh, some, uh, energy off the defensive end spot. You know, if they can get, uh, Garrett Wilson, the Ibukite at 29 30, they're doing all right. Yeah, way to reel off that name. I would have butchered that name right there. <laughs> that's a radio guy right there. The guy that's got a, a lot of experience right there. 31. Cincinnati Bengals, AFC champions. Who you got? Well, you know, everybody was all the talk after the Super Bowls. They need some help from the offensive line. But they, they kind of addressed that with free agency. They got mm-hmm. Ted Harris from New England and Alex Kappa from Tampa Bay and Leo Collins from Dallas. So they kind of addressed that. So they need some help at corner and edge rusher. Guy you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Boris Moffitt, the young man from out of Minnesota, big edge rusher. I think he goes to, to Cincinnati. And I know you don't like to hear this, but I like what Cincinnati's doing. Oh, well, and they have, they have really put together a good football team and uh, obviously playing in the Super Bowl, but uh, uh, they, re- they really got a good football team. Let me tell you, when we were doing the Super Bowl preview show, I, I made the comment that as bad as I hate to say it, because they've got a young offense, if they stick together and, and that defense comes along, and, and, of course, you know, they've got some problems on the offensive line that they're trying to address. But if they that offense sticks together and works well, yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, and the rest of the AFC North are in trouble. But uh, I've got them going defense here. I've got them going. And a guy you talked about a little bit earlier uh, from Clemson, Andrew Booth, who is a guy that I would not mind seeing in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh needs a cornerback as well. And I would love to see Andrew Booth in Pittsburgh. He's done a great job with Clemson. Like you said, very aggressive guy. Uh, I like the comparison to Keith Tlaib. I hope his attitude isn't as bad as Tlaib's was. But uh, Andrew Booth I've got going to the big ones here. Number 32. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I think they need a corner. If Booth falls to them, they'll be just fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we'll see if Kansas City takes both of those picks. You know, who knows? All right, we're down to the last pick, and the Detroit Lions get the pick from the Rams for Matthew Stafford, which, of course, the Rams were happy to give up that pick. It worked out pretty well for them with a Super Bowl championship. Uh, but the Lions, uh, Jared Goff, don't think he's a long-term answer in, in Detroit. And uh, Detroit, of course, this is their – 
second pick they had the they had number the number two pick which they went defense and uh, this is going to be this is probably going to make you happy uh, Jared Goff not the answer so I've got him taking Sam Howell from hey, Carolina. Nice thing you say that yeah nice thing you say uh, that. And believe it or not, as much as I, I talk about this quarterback class not being, I'm not feeling it. I've had four quarterbacks picked in this first round. So what does that tell you? Well, I've got another quarterback as well, and a guy I think. And reason I say this because he played in the SEC, and I get the SEC so much credit because they're the best. Oh yeah. A college conference in the you know the country, Detroit. I'm like you. I think they need another breath of fresh air at quarterback. I like Matt Carell in this spot from Ole Miss. I think he's a good quarterback. I've heard a lot of people say they think he made the best, maybe the best uh, guy coming out of the, the college ranks. Uh, but I don't think you go wrong with Carell or uh, Sam Howell here. Yeah. But I'll take Matt Carell. So that does it for this year's mock draft. But before, before we get out of here, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, – what are some What are some of the things you look forward to watching this NFL draft? What is somebody you're looking at that you, you want to see where they end up at? Oh, that's pretty easy for me. Jaquar Robeson, who played at Hertford County. Uh, the last few years I did Hertford County football, has had a great career at Wake Forest, red-shirted, came on, second team, all-ACC, had a good uh, pro combine, came out uh, this year, had another year left. I like this. I'm anxious to see what Jaquari's going to do as far as uh, getting drafted. And then a guy who I think is a huge long shot, and you know him as well as anyone else, is Bryce Drew. Bryce Witt, I'm sorry. Bryce Witt. From over at Chowan. Had a couple of good pro days down in East Carolina, North Carolina, and T. Do I think he get drafted? No, I don't. But will he get an opportunity to sign as a free agent? Just get the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he played well in the HBC Legacy game. Uh, should have been the MVP. Was not. Uh, I could tell you, there's going to be a lot of people from over in Murfreesboro keeping an eye on that draft over the next three or four days. But will he get signed to play uh, somewhere in the NFL? Who knows? Will he get a Canadian Football League offer, Arena Football League offer? I think he will somewhere down the line. But I would love to see him get an opportunity. And like I said, he and Jaquari Robinson, the two guys I'm really keeping an eye on here. And uh, hopefully those guys will get an opportunity. I think Jaquari's got a chance to be drafted. We'll see. Right. Uh, maybe fourth or fifth round. But uh, he came out early. I would love to see uh, Herbert County guy in the NFL. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scanning through uh, scanning through my mock draft that I follow up here right now to see if I can see him up here. And you talk about Bryce, uh, you know, I got the chance to see him see him play and saw the arm, and the arm is, is good. He's got, he's got a cannon, and he's got accuracy, too. Uh, here's the thing. You, talk, you talked about Arena League, and you talked about Canadian. But now, and we need to talk about what your thoughts on this, you've, got, you've also got two other... Two other shots he may get. USFL, which started, if it keeps going, which started, uh, this is this was the second week, this past week. And the XFL is supposed to be coming soon. So more opportunities there for him to, you know, maybe to get a get a chance there. There's more opportunities for these guys now. And 
like I said, and I look at Bryce um, as one of those, like you said, had a, had a good game of that legacy game, had a good good pro days. If somebody would just give him a chance, you never know what might happen with him. That's true. And I think the thing that, that is different, though, for me, though, Stevie, is the speed of the defense. Yeah, is be different from what he's been seeing at the Division Two level here in the CIAA, and even even though he's able to handle it well down the HBC Legacy game, the speed here in the NFL is, is tremendous. But I, I don't second guess him. I don't, you know, I I hope he gets an opportunity. That's all I'm hoping for. He gets sent sign somewhere as a free agent just to get an opportunity. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, some of the some of the guys here, and one guy that I think that due to injury will not somebody could get a real steal at is Michi from Alabama, the, the, the Alabama wide receiver. Uh, of course, had the injury. Uh, I want to say it was in the SEC championship game, and somebody picks him up, and they'll probably get a steal with him. And you've got. Another quarterback that nobody's really talking about, Carson Strong from Nevada. He could end up being, you know, there's a lot of talk about it. Some people have some interest in him. But I'm just, you know, I would rather take a a chance with a, a later quarterback this year than, than go all out for a first-round quarterback this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm anxious to see what's going to happen. Like I said, I love the NFL draft. You take care of the plane tickets with Frank. I'll take care of the motel rooms and get out to Vegas. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm, I'm scanning through it, and I haven't seen Jacory yet. Uh, I did see. What kind of name is this now? We've had, you know what was the guy's name? Greedy Greedy Williams was a, a defensive back. We got a guy from Auburn, Smoke Monday. Smoke Monday. He's a safety. Right, let me see. I'm looking, looking, looking. Emeka Akizi, they've got him being drafted. This is just a mock draft, so I'm on round seven now, and I haven't seen Jacory yet. Well, hopefully he'll get picked. It's just yeah, this and you know, he had a great year. You know, like I said, he I, sure like did. I mean, yeah. he set records at Wake Forest. So I mean, that's you're playing. In an ACC school, I do not. Jacoy Robinson, seventh round, 242nd pick to the Carolina Panthers. That'd be nice playing right here in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Playing with uh, Malik Willis, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, that's, that's some of the ones we're looking forward to. But, you know, the coverage, we talk about it every year. Who are you going to be watching, you think? Are you going to flip or are you going to stick with one? I'll probably flip back and forth. It, it depends. You know, uh, Bill Kuyper will not be in Vegas, by the way. Uh, he did not, he elected not to take the uh, uh, coronavirus vaccine. So he's going to work from his home, but he's going to be live uh, from his home. I'm not sure if Lewis Riddick is going to be right with him, but I think Lewis Riddick is terrific on the NFL draft. Yes. Uh, I know. Um, Kirk Kirkstreet will not be with ESPN right. either. Blood clot. Uh, yeah, he's got some problems uh, health-wise. 
So I'm not sure who uh, who's going to absolutely be in Las Vegas in it for ESPN. And I haven't really looked to see who was going to be on the NFL Network. So. I'm sure Jeremiah will be there. Uh, probably Bucky Brooks. They'll probably have them there. I'm sure Michael Irvin will be there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting this year. Like I said, uh, this is one year where I am not so sure. Usually we like okay, we'll get the first two or three right, but after that, it's it's down here from there. Uh, it may not even happen with the first two or three with us. It's you know, very, yeah. You know, you got eight teams that do not have a first round pick: the Rams, 49ers, Miami Raiders, Colts, Cleveland, Denver, and Chicago. You see any of those guys uh, trading to getting in the first round? The only one I could think of was probably 49ers because they're looking to maybe move Debo Samuel. Yeah, that would be... And Mike could get him into the first round. Yeah, that would be the only way I'd see one of them getting there. And, that, and the way I'm hearing, they're, they're asking such a steep price for him that, that I, I don't even know if that'll happen. I, I don't know how that's going to go down. That's kind of, you know, you got a guy like Debo that was pretty much... And, you know, I'm going to say this. Everybody was talking about... People, you know, one of the, one of the talk before Trubisky come on... Need to get Garoppolo in Pittsburgh. He'd be a great quarterback in Pittsburgh. I'm not sold on Garoppolo. Garoppolo has, you know, yeah, well, they were like, he got him to the Super Bowl. Garoppolo didn't get him to the Super Bowl. You could look at that NFC Championship game, and I forget who they were playing against, but they had over 200, almost 250 yards of rushing, and I think he had less than 100 yards of passing, and the defense played incredible. Just like... This this role they got on this past year, it was about defense, and it was about Debo Samuel. Uh, he can't stay healthy. He can't even pass a physical right now. That's why he hasn't been traded or signed anywhere else. So, um, you know, Garoppolo is not a quarterback I'd want to have. I, I would, you Panther fans that that would rather have Garoppolo than Mayfield, I think you're crazy. I agree with you. I, but if it's one team. That's got two picks in that first round. That I think Debo Samuel would be a big time fit with would be the Green Bay Packers. Uh, definitely, definitely, and they're looking. To, they need a receiver. So, all right. Well, that we've done it again, seventeenth year, and hopefully we'll be back for eighteenth. Uh, Absolutely, we'll, we'll Absolutely. see. Uh, well. We'll see how it goes. Gaddis, as always, thank you so much for for being with me. I always love talking to you. And uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get some good news on some of these local guys that will get signed get a chance. It would be nice, Stephen. Once again, it's great to be with you. We have done this, like you said, for 17 <laughs> times here. And it's always fun. We don't never get many of them right. But it's nonetheless, good. we give it a try. And, and it's always fun to talk about the NFL and I look forward to the draft starting on Thursday night. Thanks for asking me to be along on your podcast. Always. Congratulations on your daughter attending the prom here for the final time. And oh, yeah. Your daughter's getting ready to graduate here. I know you're kind of excited about that. Definitely. What the next step is for her. and Somebody's getting a little older other than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm flirting with 50 right now, but I'm not quite uh, there. But yeah, look, it's, it's always good to get another year in the books, brother. Exactly. I'd oh, a whole lot rather get another year and then not be here for it. But amen. Just but, uh, a number. That's all it is. Exactly. And you know, we're we're uh, counting down now of just about 
tomorrow it'll be a month for gra a month exactly for graduation. So, um, yeah, we're <laughs> we're counting it down. We're excited about it, but very yeah, proud yeah. of her of what she's uh, what she's done and and the one, young lady she's grown up to be. Uh, I think we did. I think we did pretty good with her. I think you did as well. All Should right. be proud of it. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. That's our mock draft. You be sure to uh, let us know who we picked wrong, who you think we should have picked, and who you think your favorite team should have picked. Check us out on – you can check us out on Twitter, FinalScore73 on Twitter, and then you can check us out on our Facebook page. And that's also the final score. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which we have had – Big time response here lately with some of the vintage football games. I don't know if you've had a chance to check them out. Back from the 80s, we took a time machine back to the 80s. And we'll have more to come on that, hopefully. But uh, subscribe, leave us a good review, and uh, hit me up on Facebook, on Twitter, like I said, and let us know what you'd like to talk about or if you have any questions like that. Gaddis, have a great night, guy, and enjoy the draft. I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth, but enjoy the draft. And... Uh, have a great night, buddy. You do the same, my friend. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's Gaddis Hodges on the final score.